to another episode of Ghosted with Chris and Paige. I am your co-host, Paige. And I'm Chris. And welcome to episode, I don't know what episode. <laughs> 22, 3, yeah. 23, 23. Yeah. Yay. Wow. Lucky number. Well, Hell yeah. look at us. For who? For you. For me. Because my lucky is 22. Michael Jordan. 23, baby. Sports ball. Sports ball. Basketball. The Bulls. <laughs> Chicago Bulls. <laughs> Yeah, sports ball. <laughs> uh, today we're back. Uh, you know, it's a little bit late. It's a Saturday. We're supposed to be uploading. We're literally uploading before we're done with this. We'll start the upload before we finish the podcast. How crazy is that? It's the future. What future? I know. And on top of that, I know that there are three YouTube episodes missing. Uh, yeah. <laughs> 20, 21, 22. Yeah. The computer, we're getting, we're getting to know each other. We're getting used to each other. It's a little temperamental, but it's, it's okay. It's a little temperamental and you know, it, but we'll, we'll do it. It's a little we'll, nervous. You know, it's new to the gang. It's only been here a month. Yeah. yeah. So I, I totally understand, but that's okay. We'll, we'll take care of it. We'll get it done. We've had a few goofs, but it's okay. It's all good, baby. We're just going along, being ghosty. Oh, yeah. Spooky Saturdays. Um, so today, on our spooky Saturday, we have something nice to do- on the docket today. Yeah. Ooh, train. Choo-choo, motherfucker. Uh, <laughs> sorry. It was so loud. Uh, uh, yeah, no. We have an update from our friends who want to stay anonymous in another country. In another country across the globe. And we, oh man, I was so excited to get this email. I was like, holy moly, an update. I love these. This has been ongoing from episode five. So it's been pretty good. Like, I'm excited. I'm pretty excited. And Gmail wouldn't even let us have the message. Yeah, I know. At first it was like, oops, you can't read this. And I was like, what do you mean I can't read this? I I have a show to do. For British eyes only. I'm not British. (laughs) What? But I guess if you want, we'll just jump on into it. Well, I mean, I don't think I have anything particularly scary going on this uh, week. The most scary thing is that I sat and watched Star Wars for 13 hours straight. That's scary. <laughs> but it's not spooky or supernatural. It's just nerddom. <laughs> <laughs> well, that's always fun. I'm trying to think. I don't think I've had any... Nothing... Nothing too spoopy. Nothing's really happening around my house. I mean, noises here and there, but nothing... Well, okay, so I opened up my ghost app to be like, huh, let me just see if anyone wants to talk to me again. Does anyone want to communicate Yeah, and as soon as I opened it and turned it on, it was like, leave me alone. And I was like, I apologize. You don't have to speak to me. I was like, I know there's more than one spirit in here, so don't worry. I'm just open to anyone who does want to speak. I was like... I, we don't have to talk. It's okay. They came at you with a little bit of tood already. Uh, they Ghost tood. <laughs> they always do. It's okay, though. I mean, I, I mean, they're just trying to figure out what's going on. They don't know what's going on, oh, so. But also came through was help me. And in that your usually, house? Yeah, and that usually happens at my cousin's house. So, I don't know if it came I think it's you. Me. What do you mean it's me? I think your energy is the one that's attracting all these wayward souls. Oh, I thought help you were me. saying my energy is just be like, help, help me. me. It's an cry. I was like, damn, we got deep. Um, yeah, I don't know. I think maybe it came with me, but I'm not sure. Because nothing, nothing new has happened around my house. Just a normal, like, sometimes you hear a voice, unexplained stuff in the basement. Like, nothing too... Nothing too crazy. Nothing too wild. But my neighbors. So, everyone's heard me talk about 
the the soldier uh, ghost that I saw and that dissipated into my neighbor's driveway. That was three owners ago of that house. So I was like, let me ask my current new neighbor. Like, they're not scare new, the shit out of my new neighbors and yeah, see if they're interested the in any of the paranormal. The latest owners. I was like, I saw them. I stopped them. I was like a crazy person. Hey, hey you, you. I was like, Ghosts. hey. I was like, guys, I have a weird question. They're like, okay. And that it was um, <clears throat> my two neighbors, their mom and their grandmother. And I was like, so like, I don't know. And I'm like, do you guys believe in the paranormal? They're like, yeah, absolutely. Whatever, whatever. And I was like, is your house haunted? Because my house is haunted. And then I went into like, I have a podcast that I do about the paranormal. And, you know, like I actually bring up your house because it was one of my first paranormal experiences. Was a, And I explained to them what happened. Mm-hmm. And I didn't want to scare them, but they've had their own paranormal experiences, which maybe one day we can get them to come on the show. That would be really cool. But That would be awesome. <clears throat> But they've heard, like, stuff in their house before, and I was like, okay. So, that's pretty cool. So, your neighborhood, your whole entire neighborhood actually has a little bit of spooky scary all yeah. in there. I don't know if I talked about this, but um, we have new neighbors that moved in down the street from me, and they just tore down this beautiful old, old tree because it was dying. It was, like, dry rot inside. Rip. Yeah. But the um, the people cutting it down, like, the tree company, they had to delay it so many times because their chainsaws were breaking on, like, these, musket are, balls. Musket balls. There we go. There were musket balls from, I guess, what was be the eighteenth like the eighteen hundreds, stuck inside the tree yeah, and breaking riddled. all the chainsaw the chainsaws that they brought. Not only the saw part, but the chain itself. Yeah, I think they went through like three or four chain chainsaws before they were like, uh, okay, you guys can just figure this out yourself. Does the tree company give you like a bill? Every time you break their chainsaw. I have no clue. Or is that like on them? <laughs> yeah, right? It's because like you didn't know. You just bought this house. The tree needs to go. I didn't know my tree was riddled with bullets. Yeah. And, the, and their house, it's my whole neighborhood. All the houses are from 100 years ago. So like. I wonder if that's the only tree on your block that has musket balls in it. It can't, uh, be. It can't be. It can't be. There's so many trees. I mean, the trees in my yard didn't have any, but like I wouldn't be surprised. They probably didn't make it that far, to be honest. They, they only have fa- uh, uh, advanced to that volley over there, and that tree got the brunt of it. Poor tree. Um, but that's that's crazy because that would be Civil War yeah. era. That would be the soldier I saw was in Civil War regalia. Civil, Civil War, maybe the latest like World War One. Like I don't know. It's it was hard to tell. Was World War One is a little too real. <laughs> too recent for that area i don't know it was it was old as shit That's especially <laughs> musket balls well yeah but i'm talking about the ghost i saw just like plenty of people have been around for at least a hundred years in my neighborhood so i mean but george isn't walking around all war-torn you know he did only not, the one time i haven't seen him since but it's I not normandy in your in your uh, neighborhood listen i don't know all I know is now they're finding musket balls in trees, and that's pretty cool. This tree's got balls, and <laughs> I don't know what to do about it. <laughs> oh, man. And this tree was so cool. I was so sad that they had to tear it down because it had this, like, log, not log, but, like, a branch that was a part of it, but it looked like a cryptid. It looked like a giant, like, owl demon thing. And it, I have pictures. I can post it to the Instagram. It would look so cool, but at night, it looked fucking creepy because it looked like this giant bird creature Terrifying. staring at you. And it was so cool. And then when I took it down, I was like, no, my bird! My bird! <laughs> As if this is my tree. This, I, like, live, like, ten houses down. I have nothing to do with this part of yeah. the neighborhood. <laughs> and I was all upset. I was like, no. 
I walk past <clears> this. <throat> oh man, my, my chair squeaking. I gotta get like situated. It's because you're sitting all funky in it. I know. We're cozy casting again, kind of today, except I'm in a computer chair this time. Pseudo cozy cast. But I'm sitting in the chair backwards, like the back is in front of me. Like a cool kid. Uh, Yeah. Duh. Straining your back all weird and stuff. (laughs) Always. (laughs) I know, because I sit like that when I'm editing and stuff, and then my back's like, I hate you. (laughs) But it's comfy. Take some water. Oh, man. I want to get into these uh, foreign stories of ghost tales. Me too. We'll jump jump right into it. We'll edit that out. Oh, God. Probably won't. (laughs) We'll edit that out. No, probably won't. So, everyone, enjoy that yawn. I know you're probably yawning now, too. We're all watered up, ready to go. Hydrated. Hydration station. Ooh. Whatever. (laughs) Nothing in the world. All right. My husband and I enjoyed listening to you and your guests respond to our experiences and thought that we should submit an update. Yeah. (laughs) As you know, my husband and I are both skeptics, so what your listeners may perceive as supernatural events, my husband and I generally contribute to tricks of the mind or simply physical occurrences happening at the right place and right time. Nonetheless, at the worst place at the right time, because I I know the mathematics sense uh, sensibilities and having math nightmares and being like skeptical, uh, you know, sometimes it's almost a little bit too much. I feel like I'd rather just let my brain be like, that's probably something that I can't understand. I'll let it be. (laughs) Just let it slide. But if I have the anxiety ticking at me, what was that? There has to be something there. Something has to make that noise. Fuck. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. Then the curious part of you jumps out and it's like, God damn it. it, I need to know. (laughs) Um, Nonetheless, here are a few more of our unsettling experiences in the past month. I will leave it to you and your listeners to decide what the driving force behind these events were. The country re-entered lockdown a few weeks ago. I already work from home, so the transition of spending more time indoors was not too difficult for me. However, it's been a bit more challenging for my husband, who is used to spending most of his work week at school and not in the house. When I work from home, I stay inside my office with the radio on, listening to the news while my husband works in our living room. On more than one occasion, he has come running into my office asking me to help look for items he's misplaced. Such items include a cup of coffee, paperwork he was in the middle of grading, and more recently, the lid to a bottle of olive oil. Almost every time he misplaces something, I find it right where it's supposed to be. My husband is impeccable... My husband has impeccable memory, and while he swears that the items were in fact missing, I think that, like many of us, even he can be blind to an item sitting right there in plain sight. My favorite hiding place. (laughs) Right in front of you. Same. That happens way too much. Certain things that I've just become used to are drown out with the radio, are also starting to bother my husband. For instance, when our upstairs neighbors are home, the sound of them walking travels and can be heard clearly within the apartment, creating the sense that someone's pacing around our home. Can't you damn people not walk? (laughs) for once (laughs) just scoot around on your chair just scoot (laughs) the hot water pipes can even make it sound like there are people knocking on our walls on a few occasions the pipes have even made the walls vibrate i hate that yeah no thanks this is a uh, this is particularly unpleasant experience when the pipes behind our bed rattle in the middle of the night oh my god good pee myself (laughs) the massage bed (laughs) oh there you go no quarter needed good Our apartment also has limited power capacity, which means we can't have too many appliances on at the same time. This has been a bit challenging now that my husband and I are both working from home and using our laptops. 
In the past two weeks, we've accidentally caused a few power outages oh. in our home. <laughs> Don't dang. The outages are not too serious. All we have to do is go into the communal hallway and flip the switch to restore power. The challenge is getting to the hallway when you're navigating away in the dark. As I've mentioned in my last submission, our apartment doesn't get much external light. So when the power goes out in the evening, the apartment becomes pitch black. My husband and I know our way around the apartment well enough to navigate it in the dark to get to the power switch. Yeah, that's what shins are for, baby. <laughs> so I think we've talked about this before. I don't know. I know we've we've personally talked about this. I don't know if we've talked about it on the podcast, but like I'm blind in one eye. So like I've always been since I was little and I'm like, I'm supposed to go full blind like within the next like 10 years in just that one eye. But I'm convinced I need to know my way around because if I something happens to my good eye, I'm screwed. So I know my house so well because ever since I was little, I've just walked around my house with both eyes closed. <laughs> I know my house like the front of my shins. <laughs> Painful. <laughs> <laughs> oh my God. So like, I feel like you get used to like, once you're in the dark enough, you get used to like, all right, this is where this is. Watch out for the counter there. Step over this. I'm blind once I take, I'm legally blind once I take off my glasses. So I understand. I can't really see anything. Uh, once those are gone. So I get it. I practice without my eyes all the time because my vision, my vision is, uh, slowly degrading as well. So, you know, it's, it's, it's fun, but it's a little scary. <laughs> it's terrifying, but also like prepared. So I'm glad they're prepared. They know what, how to navigate. Well, these sounds and experiences can be alarming. They aren't anything to be afraid of and just take some adjusting to. My husband is transitioning to working at home again, and I don't blame him for jumping at the little things. In fact, a few nights ago, we were even startled by an odd sound. One of the perks of being under a regional curfew is that there is less activity outdoor bedroom window, outside our bedroom window. No cars, no people, no loud noises to keep us up. It's a lot quieter outside, but that means that all of the creaks, the bumps, the rattles occurring in our home are significantly louder. Oh, I feel that. I don't like that, but yeah. My husband and I had just gotten to bed. I was wide awake when I heard my when I heard my husband suddenly leap out out of a deep, prolonged groan. Scared that something was wrong and that he was in pain, I quickly rolled over to face him. But before I could ask if he was okay, he said, "Did you make that sound?" <laughs> <laughs> both laid, we both laid in silence for a few minutes, trying to see if we could hear our neighbors or someone walking outside. We couldn't hear anyone. Maybe it was the pipes or appliances in our home. I'm not sure. One thing is for certain. Falling asleep did not come easy that night for either of us. Ah, that's so scary. Mm, yeah, let's no. just... <laughs> I heard that. Did you hear that? No, I didn't hear like, that. There's <laughs> like one thing if you're hearing like a random noise but a groan. Mm. That's scary. <laughs> oh my gosh. I really want to come visit y'all and like see this house. Haha, uh, you're American. You can't leave. This is true. My father lived in Italy for years, and one of the things he told us to expect upon moving here was we'd, uh, were, yeah. My father lived in Italy for years, and one of the things he told us to expect upon moving here were the droves of cats that wander the streets. Cats were crucial in fighting the plague and have remained a part of the Italian cities since. To our surprise and disappointment, we have only seen one cat since moving here. Oh. Oh. I know this might seem in inconsequential but i bring it up because it is important to understand the odd following events where uh, the odd following events were several nights ago i was jolted awake by a sound of screaming cats 
I don't mean ter- uh, territorial meowing. I mean sharp, painful cries. Oh. We were both agitated and concerned by the screaming, agitated because it was four in the morning, and concerned because I'd never heard cats attack each other in such a vicious manner. Especially at four in the morning, geez. Yeah. I grew up on a farm and have heard plenty of strange animal noises. A fox cackling in the night, barn owls hooting from treetops, and even the occasional coyote yelping for its pack. But there was something deeply off-putting about this screaming. It wasn't just the normal warning cries of two animals fighting over territory. There was something far more violent and malicious behind these screams. The screaming went on for several minutes, but I couldn't help but think it was weird that after months of not seeing more than a single cat, suddenly it seemed like the neighborhood was flooded with them. When the screams finally stopped, I managed to drift back to sleep. Later that evening, my husband and I were cooking dinner discussing the day's events. My husband grew up with cats, so I asked him if he had heard earlier in the morning was normal. He paused, put down his cooking utensils, and said, No, I don't think those sounds were f- normal for cats, but the cats, fight- but the cats fighting was- wasn't what woke me up. Oh, I'm sorry, what, uh, oh, I'm sorry, did I wake you up, I asked? No, you didn't wake me up. You're telling me you didn't hear the other sound? (laughs) Oh, God, (laughs) no, thank you. At this point, a look of concern growing on my husband's face. I didn't wake up to cats fighting. I heard them, but that's not woke me up. I woke up because I heard a baby crying. My husband was visibly upset at this point. I suggested that it might have been a baby upstairs that we heard crying. Maybe the cats outside startled the baby awake. No, my husband responded. I thought about that too, but the sound, the baby cries came from inside our room. <laughs> oh no. Oh, oh fuck that. I'm crying. No. <laughs> no. Absolutely not. Okay, I need I need a sip of drink for this. What? And how Okay, the fact that their husband like heard it and she didn't I'm, I'm like, what? Yeah, at first I thought they just had some Italian serial killer doing something <laughs> fucked up to some cats, but now it sounds way more Oh no, it's worse. way more demonic sounding. Yeah. Uh, especially, oh, especially in the paranormal, like little kid cries or baby cries are- Are the worst? Yeah. But like- Disembodied, ugh. unbaptized children. <laughs> Oh, no. I hate this. Oh, no. But I love this. Oh, gosh. Okay. <sighs> After much discussion, my husband finally agreed that he probably did hear the baby upstairs and it was just it was just startled by the cats as we were. I probably didn't hear the baby because I couldn't hear it over the sounds of the cats screaming. While the cat incident was certainly unsettling, my husband and I remained skeptics. There was one night, however, where my beliefs were tested. Oh, God. Oh no, we've been through so much. How much more? Oh no. How much more can we go through? Uh, Early October was a very difficult time for me and my husband. We were running into more problems with the bureaucracy and feared that my residency permit would not be granted. Facing possible deportation for deportation, our anxieties were further uh, exacerbated by COVID related fears, the election and difficulties at work. I do not know if you have ever had to face the fear of being separated from the one you love while also dealing with the fear of losing friends and family to a force beyond your control. It is an awful state to be in. I would never wish for wish that fear or experience on anyone. By mid-October, the constant state of anxiety that we were living in had escalated to the point that it was palpable when entering our home. Even when our friends started asking if we were okay because sleep deprivation was noticeable on our faces. My husband decided that we should get away for the weekend for our mental health. I agreed a change of scenery would do us well. We traveled to the nearby town. Oh no, I don't know how to pronounce this. I should have looked this up. Monterrey. 
<laughs> Chris is looking at me like I'm stupid. <laughs> so we're looking for someone new to start reading the stories on Ghosted with Chris and Paige. Your name doesn't have to be Paige, but we're looking. <laughs> he said. Now. Do you want to take a look? Oh, You're yeah. Italian. Yeah, this is um, Montorigoroni. <laughs> I had this for lunch when I was a kid all the time. I don't know what you're talking about. <laughs> but if you've ever played Assassin's Creed, then you've seen the town as most of the game takes place there. It's a very small and heavily fortified town that dates back to the 12th century and was the epicenter for numerous battles. Great place to vacation. Well, thank you for reading that part. <laughs> You're welcome. Please don't roast me if you know how to say this, actually. I'm so sorry, guys. <laughs> no, I'm telling you, yo, it's just like Chef Boyardee. Oh, my God. It really was great <laughs> to get outside of our apartment and get some fresh air. My husband and I spent most of the day hiking and meandering around the main street. When we finally ran out of things to do, we set, decided to take a peek into the town's church. Uh, despite being an atheist, every once in a while, my husband's Catholic guilt appears in odd ways. The most obvious example is that whenever we visit a church, he insists on lighting a candle. We made our way towards the candles, and my husband picked up a small candle in a tin container. The first candle he picked up would not light at all. He picked up a second candle, but the entire candle fell out of its container and hit the floor when attempted to light. We figured that the third time was the charm, but just like the previous candles, the third one would not take flame. Catholicism we is smashing down on your husband because of the atheist <laughs> thought. It's like, you want guilt? I'll show you I'll guilt. I'll show you guilt. <laughs> we shrugged it off, figuring that with the church doors wide open, either the humidity, humidity trickling in from the outside had ruined all the wicks or the occasional breeze was making it difficult for the flames to take. When we stepped out of the church, my husband let out a deeply uncomfortable laugh and leaned into a whisper. You know, for some Catholic, for some Catholics, something like this would be considered an omen. <laughs> oh, God. Having exhausted the things to do in town, we decided to head back to the hotel and rest for a bit. Weeks of restless nights had finally caught up with me and was so tired to the point that I accidentally fell asleep and didn't wake up until a few hours later. This was a regrettable mistake. I was awake the entire night. I tossed oh. and turned, trying deep, uh, desperately to fall asleep, but knowing full well that I had undermined any effort of sleep but that night by previously napping. I, I do that all the time. I, yesterday, I made sure I did not nap because I knew I'd be up all night and I had only slept two hours the night before. So I was like, don't do this, Paige. And then you took a big fat nap. I didn't. I somehow forced myself up, but then... I like didn't sleep well last night. I was so tired. And then I tried taking the Tylenol PM and it did not help. Oh man, that sucks. And then my dog, he was kicking me all night because he wanted the bed to himself. But I feel that, you know, like if you take that nap, you are, you are up for the night and it's the worst. Um, I was awake the entire night. I tossed and turned desperately trying to fall asleep, but knowing full well that I had undermined any effort to, of sleep from napping previously, previously napping. I checked the clock on my phone throughout the night. 10 p.m. became 12 a.m., 12 a.m. became 1.15 a.m., 1.15 a.m. became 2.45 a.m., and what felt like a matter of minutes. I was incredibly frustrated and just wanted to sleep. Around 3.10 is when I started panicking. I didn't start panicking because my anxiety had fallen. I didn't start panicking because my anxieties had finally gotten the best of me. No, it, I wish it was that simple. I started panicking because after settling, after setting my phone down on the bedside table, I turned to face my husband, and in the process of turning, I saw what only can be described as it. 
At the foot of my bed, towering over me and my sleeping husband, stood a massive silhouette. My first thought is that it was simply a shadow or my eyes were playing tricks on me. That's a big, fat shadow. <laughs> but the longer I stared at it, trying to figure out what it was, the more I felt sick. I do not know how else to describe the sensation, but it felt as if the shadow-like specter was peering straight at me, waiting patiently f for me to make the next move. I quickly pulled the sheets over my head and began to sob uncontrollably. My husband was startled awake by my cries and immediately turned on the lights. He sat up with me for another hour, consoling me as I explained what had happened and all the thoughts racing in my head. He reassured me that everything was okay and that I hadn't gone crazy, nor was there anything to be afraid of in the room. The thing is, I wasn't afraid of what I saw. I don't believe that it was an unearthly creature looming over me and my husband. The thing that terrified me most that night, the thing that reduced me to tears, was the possibility that the specter at the foot of my bed wasn't a creature that crawled out from the shadows, but rather a sign that not only had I lost control over what was going on around me, but I had lost control of my mind. Oh... Oh, gosh, my heart. <laughs> it's funny that as a skeptic, I was desperately wishing to be proven wrong that night. I'd rather be confronted with a ghost than the thought of losing my mind. I guess that when you're already dealing with the fears and anxieties, it's easy for your brain to succumb to some of the most instinctual fears. I for think, and this is just me going out on a limb, though, when you have that extent of knowledge and scientific uh, explanation and something, it's much easier to get to the edge of sanity because you are trying so hard to you know overcompensate for something that you can't explain yeah because and you're trying so hard because that's where your basis of reality sits at in the science that it actually drives you more crazy and gives you more anxiety mm -hmm. and i feel like this is exactly what's going on yeah. you know there's a very real tangible point that the the threshold between uh, intense knowledge of the world around you and sheer insanity is paper thin. So yeah. the sheer fact that, you know, uh, this is happening sounds like the manifestation of uh, unrelenting stress between living through different countries, being a part of the system and not being accepted when deportations on the, you know, the other side of your mind. There's so many different facets coming in here. I can't within good conscious say that this is anything paranormal. <laughs> yeah, no, there's, so much, yeah, there's so much going on and um, just, just because like all of it sounds way too much uh, there's it's there's too much human element to it. Yeah. For the, in this instance, but continue. Uh, I'll go back a little. I guess when you're already dealing with the fears and anxieties, it's easy for your brain to succumb to some of the most in instinctual fears. For me, that's become a newfound fear of the dark. Things are a lot better now. While my husband and I are still terrified of COVID and miss our families, our residency applications are finally moving along, allowing us to be together. Our home feels a lot more peaceful with some of our anxieties at bay, but I would be lying if I said I don't leave one light on the living room before going to bed. Oh, and one more thing. Oh, God. We got a distressing call from my in-laws last week. They live in Sheffield, England, and have been renovating their home. My husband and I stayed in the house back in August prior to moving there. The house is Victorian and was in the same family for three generations prior to my in-laws purchasing it. The house has a few things wrong with it and that my in-laws are trying to fix. This includes uh, revitalizing the garden, which has become neglected for years. My father-in-law called to tell us while digging up the back garden, he discovered a bed a bed buried a few feet below the surface attached to the headrest was a pair of manacles. What? Manacles? What? Maybe it was supposed to be monocles? Manacles? You don't get a pair of monocles. 
I don't know, manacles. A metal band, chain, or shackle for fastening someone's hands or wrist. A manacle. Oh, no. Uh, I believe the word is handcuffs. <laughs> <laughs> but still, oh, no. Buried in the garden. Yeah, that's they just killed someone. That was fine. They just tortured someone and killed them. Well, they didn't find the person, but they found the bed. Exactly. The the person and the bed probably aren't connected. <laughs> so scary. I mean, in fact, if you better... Uh, well, yeah. I don't know. <laughs> but if you buried someone there, you'd probably have better soil. <gasps> That's true. Just saying. Oh, no. <laughs> oh, my God. Wow. So, that's oh, fucked up. That's That's actually wild. fucked up. That's what? real and fucked up. Hey. And that's really fucked up. Is that fucked up? <laughs> I think I'm fucked up. <laughs> <laughs> wow. What an update. I... I'm cold. I have chills. I can't read. I'm sorry, the guys. The window's open. <laughs> oh, my God. That was wild. I just don't know how to feel because your in-laws just found what seems to be some kinky sex torture dungeon <laughs> buried underneath the house in England <laughs> or the uh, Italian the haunting that you're experiencing right now because that's also real. My brain is so many places. My right brain is gone. It's obliterated. It's out of here. I like, I want more updates, but for your sake, I don't want more updates. I just want you to have a smooth transition from here on out and like hope just everything goes well. Just a week of well. good things. <laughs> oh, wow. We found some money. Ooh, our application went through. Ooh, we're getting a new house. That would be amazing. <laughs> oh, send us that No update. more crying babies <laughs> in the room. So scary. Or, or cats fighting. Oh, what no. if we or got a people. ghost baby nursery? Oh, hell no. What, what do you mean, hell no? No, then we just move them over there. They can go in that... Well, wait, isn't there that house next to their Underneath their apartment? Their apartment? No, underneath, no. Yeah, no. Don't, aren't they on the second floor and then underneath it is with all the Christian iconography on the walls and everything? The, oh, I thought that was... Oh, maybe. I think that is. Maybe. I, thought it was I hope not. I thought they were street level. I'll have to go back and look, but... No, remember they were passing by and they looked in a window and it looked like time had frozen inside? That's what I'm talking about. Oh, that's what I'm talking about. We're talking about the same thing. The oh, one underneath. Shit. I thought it was outside. I think you're high. I think you're high. You'd be wrong. I just don't know. I just want you guys to be okay. Yeah. But like, thank you for sending us these updates. <laughs> Definitely keep us updated on your, um, your in-laws stuff because what? Like, I'm intrigued to see if they find anything else. My neighbors once found when they were like renovating or doing something in the basement, they broke into the, the wall of the basement and they found all these items and newspaper articles from like, I think the fifties or earlier, like it was all this. I love stuff like this. I love when you're just like, huh, I'm just going to go do some digging I'm or do, do some little work. renovating. And now I found a mystery <laughs> for real. There was, um, there was, I was listening to a podcast and someone in the floorboards found a ransom note. Get and the it, fuck out of here. Yeah. A whole ransom note. Yeah, they found a ransom note for someone and it was like, bring them here. And it was like some it was like some important person's like son or something like that. And <sighs> no. this, the person who was gonna kidnap him and had the ransom note like hid the ransom note under the floorboards of this house. I was about to say, I guess since 
they found the ransom note. It never got delivered. I don't know. I got, which is worse. Yeah. But I, I digress. I hate that. But isn't that crazy? That's wild. I, I don't or like, like that um, one. there was a fraternity where this they were all getting drunk and this kid fell through the wall, and they found some of the first like fraternity members had put stuff in the wall, like a bottle and like with their names and like what the. F- so cool they were just waiting for the one drunk kid to fall through the wall exactly it was like the weak spot and they knew they just knew <laughs> they had someone do it before then they're like you know what we should and so the, the the kids who currently fell through they put in their own stuff and then resealed up the wall Get the, wow isn't that cool that's pretty wild or or we're talking about like i'm like discovering things there's this place i think it was in england i think it was the guy was like had these doors in the in his like backyard in the ground and he opened it up and there was a little cellar downstairs he made a bar out of it like there was full-on stairs what yeah he lifted up the door next to the garden and there was there were stairs that he uncovered and they had been filled in and now he has a little bar for him and his family that's that's wild right i love that i have dreams all the time that my basement is not the way it originally was and that like i'm gonna break through and find like a room like i this is like a every once a month i have this dream that there are rooms that i just can't see that i've been boarded up and i'm convinced I'm boarded find up something. In your concrete well not board. yeah well no because there's the crawl spaces that are boarded up i hate them too i do too my dad said the one is like They're barely fit a person through but i'm convinced because if you look at the front of my house there's like a little hole and it goes down into like a deep room but you that room isn't in my basement it has to be behind the uh, concrete wall so i'm convinced there's like a whole little underground tunnel in my house or something maybe that's where the ghosts hang out maybe that's where they're chilling they've got a ghost speakeasy there <laughs> yeah they're just chilling blasting music oh man well that would explain a lot wouldn't it that sure would explain a lot that would wow that update i'm just i'm feeling it i'm feeling it i know that i'm i don't i think i'm feeling it more because i'm i just feel distressed for them as a person yeah i get that you know what i mean at the end of the day like spook beside like you know ghosts be ghosts be damned yeah (laughs) oh well hopefully it is just like an accumulation of stress and stuff and not really anything yeah manifestation of stress rather than actual than paranormal being (laughs) but then also i don't want you to be so stressed that this is happening either like i kind of do wish it's like something that you could like sage away yeah sage away light a white candle something ghostbusters anybody oh yeah i don't know i um keep us updated yeah please, please. you know and if anyone else has any any stories any hauntings anything with your house anything you want to share you can reach out to us ghosted with chris and page at gmail.com g uh gwcp underscore podcast on twitter and ghosted wcp on on instagram instagram because ghosted with chris and page is literally another page that has zero followers zero anything i think that might be us i it just wouldn't let me do it but yeah because I, I tagged them in my bio recently <laughs> and i went to the page and it is private whoops well then awkward awkward but yeah so reach out we are here 
We're chilling. We're almost at a thousand followers on Instagram, which is crazy to me that a thousand people would be interested interested in us. (laughs) Or the fact that we crossed the a thousand download threshold uh, a few, I guess, two weeks ago. Yeah, a couple weeks ago. So, someone listens to us. Friggin' believable, you guys. What? Oh my gosh. So please, th- please, and thank you. Thank please follow us. This thank whole year you for following us, for been, listening to us. Uh, just putting this out there, this whole year has been pretty crazy because we started in March and then we didn't launch till June. July. July, whatever the day may be. <laughs> and now we're coming up to the new year. Christmas. We've is had next some pretty week. awesome Hanukkah's guests. currently happening. Like, we got some crazy. Hanukkah's over, on. yeah. Oh my god! I know what Christmas is next week. What everything's I know. going by so quickly. I can't. Twenty twenty has been. It was just last March where we were hanging out right on March tenth, right we, before yeah, we everything were celebrating Chris's birthday, and then everything. <sighs> sh- thank God it shut down just after your birthday. But like we were just everyone was. This the last time we really saw any of our friends was your birthday. Yeah, and then we all got COVID and died. Christopher. I'm sorry. Um, Jeez, Louise. No, only like two of us did. Christopher. (laughs) No, we didn't get it. Well, Well, regardless. Yeah, we definitely know people have gotten it, but we hope everyone's safe and healthy and doing the best you can because this year's really has been a fucking roller coaster. I feel so beaten down. So please live for me. <laughs> live for Chris. We hope you enjoy this podcast. It's been one of the good things of 2020. And this is probably going to be our last one of 2020. I think we're going to take a little break until the new year. Oh, thank God. <laughs> Put my brain on rest mode. for Everyone just take a moment. You know, I know we can't all be with our friends and family like the way we want to, but just, you know, take the moment, make sure you're there for yourself, be mindful, do little things for yourself to get through the day. Enjoy the holidays if you celebrate. Enjoy the little things if you do. Enjoy the ghosties if that's your prerogative like mine. Mm -hmm. (laughs) And I guess to all of you out there listening right now, uh, I want you all to stay spooky. Stay spooky, my friends. We love you.